Shomrabyog. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collecting Issues, where this week we'll be taking a look at Radiant Black, Volume 1, Collecting Issues 1 to 6 of the 2021 series by Image Comics from Kyle Higgins and Marcelo Costa. Benjamin, let me take you, apropos of nothing, down a little rabbit hole of the history of comic books, Ben. Oh, go on. And I tell you what, I'm going to ignore the Golden Age, because the Golden Age, Ben, that was all pre-war stuff, and that was all cheap and cheerful, children's entertainment, disposable, get rid of it. Nobody nobody cares. Right? Yeah, so it's propaganda for the boys. For the boys, Ben. Buy war bonds, Benjamin. Yeah, get them into you. Get them into you. Don't put them in you. You need to give them to the government or something. <laughs> Benjamin, that's <laughs> not what we're talking war- about. <laughs> I don't know how war bonds work. We're talking about. We're not talking about the the forties. We're talking about the sixties, Ben. The reinvention of the comic book. A and I'll tell you what the sixties was about, Ben. Free the love, 60s man. Was, the, the free love, for example, <laughs> um, smelly pubis areas. But oh. Benjamin, what what the sixties was really about was Spider Man. Oh, and yeah. what Spider Man was, Ben, was a nerdy, down on his look teen, who went through all of the horrible things that the comic book readers of the time would go through. And then he got great powers, Ben, and he had adventures balanced with his life as a down-on-his-luck teen in the 60s. And I tell you what, comic book readers in the 60s, they could really relate to that. The first relatable comic book character he was, Ben. Yeah, he's a real, real connection. Then, Benjamin, as the comic book readers aged comics themselves changed and comics got grimmer and grittier and more adult and more mature so when kids who were teens in the 60s were reading comics in their 30s and 40s in the 80s and 90s everything got grim and gritty and sexy and dangerous because life was awful and sex and danger was the only thing that kept their hearts beating ben the sex and danger colopy that's what we call you yep. then benjamin <laughs> a lot of those people are now old men and comic book writers they are yeah. What we've got here with this comic book, Radiant Black, is, in my opinion, the first of the brand new comic books. We're in, Ben. We're in the year 2022. And comic books are not aimed at sad, spotty teenagers who can't get a date for the prom anymore. Indeed they're not. No, they're not, Benjamin. Comic books are now aimed at fucking slubby 30-year-old men who live with their parents. Michael, I I hard related to this. (laughs) Uh, well, as, I mean, as you may have guessed, it's I've, basically Ben the comic book. I've been I've been scouting rooftops for little black holes. <laughs> exactly, I bet you have. And Benjamin, yeah, I tell you what, <laughs> it, this doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. Does it not? Not in the slightest. Oh. I'm looking at this guy going. I do not care about him. Oh, my God, that's so interesting. You're so in the minority here. People are fucking raving about this. Why? Because he's a loser? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but he's a new Peter Parker. <laughs> he's a new loser. He's in a- the past, Ben, <laughs> yeah. in the 60s, being a loser was a teen with glasses who couldn't play the basketball and couldn't <laughs> get a date because someone with a Letterman jacket kept stealing all the girls. Now it's a debt-riddled hipster who can't write. Now it's a write. debt-riddled 30-year-old hipster with a failed artistic career who has to move back <laughs> in with his parents. It's far too close to the bone, Michael. Um, far too close to the bone. Uh, and yet, at the same time, Michael, it's all good, clean fun, really, isn't it? It's all good, clean fun, Benjamin. As long as by good, clean fun, you mean a derivative comic book nonsense. Oh, oh, Michael, shots across the starboard bow. Benjamin, oh. I have to say this. I think this might be one of the comics we're going to most disagree about. I, I think you're probably right, Michael. Uh, to be honest with you, look, derivative is a word that, that 
instantly springs to mind, really, doesn't it? It's it's hard to find a single panel of originality here outside of a couple of tweaks to origin stories. If even, Benjamin. I mean, the origin story is essentially... Do, ben, speaking of older style comic books, and Benjamin, lo, I mean, I'm not saying that the the geeky teen who accidentally comes across powers is sacrosanct, Ben, and should never be touched. Like, no. All right, maybe it, it maybe it is an interesting twist to have him be a 30 year old hipster who can't find a job and has to live with his parents. I, I don't know if it is really. I think it's it's what you said, nail on the head, hard relate. For a lot of people, go on. Um, go on. especially, I think you know it's a little bit past its time. It, it it funnily enough, I think Kyle Higgins was aiming for something very, very on the nose for the 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 now aging millennial demographic, uh, because yes. he he works in the gig economy. He works for that universe's equivalent of Uber. Um, yes, but even that is not a realistic representation anymore. The the Uber boom is kind of gone in twenty twenty one. Um, it's all Deliveroo now, Ben. It's all Deliveroo now. Um, but you don't see him as a Deliveroo driver cycling around his small hometown. Should be, though. That'd be good. Should be. Um, Should be dropping people's uh, Kentucky but, Fried Chickens to them. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I think one of the things that probably connects with a lot of people is the, the debt-crippled one, especially American audiences. You know. Yeah, um, but that's a very uniquely American thing, isn't it, Benjamin? I don't think... Um, I don't think internationally people get in as much debt in their 30s as Americans can. You have that tremendous action figure debt. Um, oh, yes, but that's a tremendous action figure debt, Ben, and I've brought that on myself. Yeah, Because, Ben, eventually they're going to be worth much more. Are they? No. <laughs> Is it a beanie like, baby bubble? I feel like it's, it's a beanie like, baby bubble. It's like the reverse of a pension. It's making sure I have no money when I'm older. <laughs> they don't even burn well. <laughs> they don't even burn well. They're just the fucking. They're gonna gas us out of it, Ben. If we have to burn them during the war, at least you'll have a quick death. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think you know as you read through this, I I bought into the hype, Michael, and that's the reason that I suggested this for the podcast before I had read it. Um, you know, I I bought into the hype. I, I read all the reviews and like, oh, this is a reinvention. It's not. It's invincible with a new coat of paint, and it's not even done that well. I don't think it is that close to invincible, to be honest with you. Mm. I hold on, Benjamin. I've got a phone call here. I do apologise. Um, oh, that's I'm, okay. I, I don't. I don't like to interrupt the the podcast with phone calls, but I'm just going to take this call for a second. Hello. Yeah, of course. Yes. 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 No. Hold on one second. I'll just. Uh, yeah. I'll just. I'll just put him, Benjamin. It's Ryan Otley, and he's looking for his art style back. Yeah, I. I don't actually have that. It's Marcelo Costa that borrowed that one. Oh, very so. good. Yeah, you should go back there. Nicely I'm, done, Michael. I've done a little joke there, Ben, a little bit. Benjamin, what yeah. I'm kind of getting at is, other than the fact that it is aping the art style of Invincible, I don't see a lot of similarities to Invincible. Um, I think I think there are attempts at the same humour. Um, mm. Do you, though? I Well, I, the scenes that stick out to me as, as a, a massive attempt at... I think I'd be generous if I said homage, but the, the scenes between Nathan's father and himself are massively reminiscent for me of yes. the awkward moments of Invincible where characters kind of stare each, at each other over three panels and it's very humorous because there's an elephant in the room of some kind. And mm. I, it, that's what it reminds me of. Now, I could be very wrong there, Michael, but that's what I'm reminded of. Benjamin. Yeah. I suppose if you think about it, 
people who started reading Invincible when Invincible came out and were the same age then as Mark Grayson was yeah will now be unemployed 30 year olds it's true so maybe they're just trying to tap into that jaded market (laughs) and they're going Invincible's had too much of a journey we need to go back to basics and, and tap into that market of people who are fed up with stuff yeah, let's have a soft reboot, so to yes. speak. Yes. Um, Benjamin. Go on. We were talking earlier and you said that it was kind of reinvention of the origin. But I would argue to you that this is the origin from both 2007's Chronicle. Oh, yeah. And um, 2017's Saban's Mighty Morphing Power Rangers. Uh, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of Saban's Mighty Morphing Power Rangers in there, Michael. Um it's not shocking. Kyle Higgins has just come off a run with Boom Studios and Saban's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Get right on up out of here, has he yeah, not? Yeah, he has. Are you for has. serious? Yeah, so that, that that's kind of what got him this gig. Okay, um, doing more Power Rangers. Yeah, doing more Power Rangers. And he also did, Michael. Yes, go <laughs> Ultraman on. Ultraman. Oh, <laughs> I wonder where he got some of his ideas from then. Yeah. So I, I think... Kyle Higgins is is what we could call Kyle the Sponge Higgins, as he's right, known okay. to his mates, um, mm. and not because he's sleeping on their couches as an out of work writer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think you know it's hard to look at this and not just go, ah, oh, it's Power Rangers with a bit more oomph. It's Power Rangers, but with some swearing and a special code. Yeah. Oh, oh a bit weird alien language. Clickety click click click. Can you do Benjamin, the job? Yes. There is um. There are Power Rangers comics for adults. They're anyway, called Power Rangers. <laughs> they're called Power Rangers. The Power like the Power Bearing in mind that the Power Rangers were aimed at people who were ten to twelve years old in the nineties. Um, okay. they're now forty. Power Rangers fans are in their forties now. So oh. this is a, a kind of a reboot of Power Rangers for people who arguably might have been a little bit too old for too young for Power Rangers, but maybe not because Power Rangers has been a long and enduring thing and it's still popular. Yeah, I mean Power Rangers has has like distilled nostalgia running through its veins. Um, yes, it's one of the big three. It's what are the other two? Is it Teenage um, Mutant Ninja Amphibians? and banking and banking? And, and Lehman Brothers. Okay, and Lehman the Brothers. Lehman Brothers. Oh, man, do you remember back in the day when Lehman Brothers fucked us all over? Oh, those were great days. Oh, that oh. was great. That was great. Yeah, Someone should write a comic book about it, Ben, but about a man, a man who has invested all his family's money in the Lehman Brothers and loses it all and then becomes a superhero. And then becomes a superhero. Um, uh, people in 2007 could really relate to that story. So um, I think, you know, uh, one of the things that I find really interesting about this, Michael, and, and normally on. we don't read outside of the the six issues, the usually That's six the issues rule, that it ben. covers. That's the rule. But in this particular case, Michael, this has been launched as part of what's called what's being called in in the within the realms of Image Comics the massive verse. Um, oh yeah. And so it has a distinct whack of Tom Cruise's The Mummy off it in that it was like, this is going to be our flagship for launching an entire tied-in universe. Oh, very good. It's a bleeding massive. It's bleeding massive. Um, it's funny, very close to what uh, Kyle Higgins originally penned a couple of, uh, about two years ago now, a crossover event called Supermassive, where he kind of introduced the concept of this universe. Um, that rings a bell. Yeah, so Supermassive was around and these guys were introduced as they go along. Um, there was Radiant Black, Inferno Girl Red, Rogue Sun. I mean, these names are generic as much as everything else, Michael. But um, so that's that's kind of what we got. So it's it's interesting. I think it's very hubristic, Michael. 
Oh, full of hubris. Uh, full of hubris to attempt to launch a giant in-universe thing when you've just when you've just cooled the jets on the Invincible universe. I, I'm with you. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but but Ben, in defence of this and in defence of this thing as collecting issues, there's you? no real hint of that in this. Yeah, other than people keep showing up, and someone says at one point, "Oh my God, I knew the world was weird or whatever." But who knew there was power suits? Probably a lot of people if the world was Probably. already weird. It, it turns out, yeah, it turns uh, out a lot of people. But let's delve into it a little bit more, Michael. What did you think of the overall story in this? Benjamin. Yeah. Here at Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club. I'm familiar. You're familiar with it, yeah. You're one of the co-founders. We used to, we have a bit of a thing where we only look at this as a collecting issues of six collected issues. That feels oddly and like something I've already said, but okay. Yeah, you've just said it. But what I'm saying is, as a collecting issues, as a six collecting issues, as a story arc, this is not one. I hate cliffhangers, Michael. It's not a cliffhanger even. I hate shite lead-ons. Why didn't you do one to seven, <laughs> you pricks? Yeah, it's it's a bad collecting issues, let's be honest. Yes, it is. It's a very bad collecting issues. It's not a cliffhanger. It's not uh, like a, a soft ending or, you know, something ripe to carry on. It's just in the middle of the story. And worst of all, we, we get to see one issue from another character's point of view. And then it's abruptly over. That so really pissed me off. Issue, <laughs> look, look, Ben, listen. Not every comic book is written to be enjoyed in six episode chunks. Yeah, but then how do we do our podcast? It's very inconvenient for us. Yeah, very inconvenient but, for us. Look, Ben, as a six-issue thing, this is not great. No, it, does, it doesn't hold up, Michael. I would have preferred a one to six of the overall conflict. I would have liked Strange Space Ninja Man to be more identified by the end of issue five, maybe carrying into issue six. I certainly didn't need an apropos of nothing origin story on the supposed villain of the first five issues. Turns out she wasn't. Turns out she wasn't. Turns out she is also a dead crippled millennial who's jaded with the American dream. Yeah, it's all about <laughs> dead crippled millennials who are they jaded with the American dream. They over debt. Yeah, and one of them is going to be a boomer, Ben. And I tell you what, if someone says to that old guy, okay, boomer, at any stage during this, I'm going to Image Studios and I'm going to beat someone up. Yeah, you're just going to put it down. You're just going to put it down, order yourself a ticket over to sunny California IA, which is where I assume yeah. Image Studios is. Um, Probably. And uh, you're going to march up there and you're going to find Robert Kirkman. You're like, Kirkman, you son of a bitch. And give him a little slap. Yeah, I'm not going to beat up anyone involved in this. It'll be Kirkman or maybe Eric Larson. <laughs> Eric, like, get Eric. Eric seems and like... Eric will be like, I'm trying to write Savage Dragon 900. And I'll be like, shut up, Eric Larson. I'm going to give you a big punch. <laughs> First of all, Savage Dragon 900 is a sentence that should never be uttered. Second of all, <laughs> the fuck green lit this. Um, yeah. But uh, look, I, I didn't... I did originally think we were just signed up for a Silver Age little comic book superhero romp. And then, I don't know, man. There's a, there's a part in it where we have to read Nathan's novel or yes. attempt a was, short story. I was very upset at that. I was, I was also very upset. I love a short story, Michael. Very upset at that. I went to that and I went, this is almost the final straw. This is How bollocks. very dare you make me read poor fiction Metally inside this average fiction. I feel like that's genuinely something that Kyle Higgins might have wrote at one point and it was a real moment of this will show my dad. 
This I, is Sean. He said I'd never be published, but I've 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 published it on the sly. Yeah, it's, Dad, it's you'd be cheap in. bastards. He, he fought Kirkman and Larson on that as well. They were like, "Do we really have to include your, your, you know, your creative writing course final project in this?" Mm. And he's like, "Yeah, no, it's essential to the plot." They're like, uh. yeah, that's not. Uh. <laughs> that's not. Let's leave it. If Larson gets Savage Dragon nine hundred, I'm getting my fucking metafiction in. Yeah, I'm getting it in. I'm sticking it in there, and I don't care. Benjamin. Yeah, I tell you what. There was, I mean. The the only part that really that I'll remember, uh, I liked the black hole thing. I yeah. liked the just stumbling across the black hole. Like I said, very Power Rangers, very Chronicle. I, yeah, but I do like it. I do like a mystery of the unexplained thing. I yes, love an yes. unexplained thing. What's this big unexplained thing? I don't know. Let's go and prod it. That's one of my favourite uh, things. It's a classic. But I think that's the only thing I'll remember about this. Because I have to say, Ben, those designs, they're straight out of the generic superhero design book. They're they're Power Rangers with visors all the way around. The Power Rangers have visors, Ben. Yeah, no, but um, they're all the way around here. We don't even get a cool dinosaur shape. Yeah. <laughs> that would have saved it, it's in your like, opinion. Yeah, it's like if it's Daft like, Punk were superheroes. It was weird. Daft Punk are superheroes, Ben. Oh, they are, yeah. They're musical superheroes. Um. Yeah, uh, the whole thing, it just, it reeked of... Gen- Benjamin. Go on. To quote the young people who this is aimed at, it's a bit try-hard as well. Okay, boomer. Uh, yeah, no, okay, sorry, exactly. sorry, I got confused, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. It, is a bit try- I, it, it is a bit try-hard, yeah. I could have done without his friend thinking he was in a Kevin Smith movie from the 90s. Marshall is from Clerks. He's from Clerks. What's he doing up in Clerks, Ben? Is he working in a video store? I think he... No, he's working in a bookstore, Michael. Is it a bookstore? Yeah, I think so. No, it's a movie store. Is it a movie store? Yeah, but the movies seem to have generic... Maybe I misread it, Ben. Maybe my reading comprehension is going downhill as I age. I'm not sure if, if Radiant Black doesn't just alter like a strange metaverse fiction that, you know, imprints well, itself on cool. people. Yeah, that'd be that would be cool, it? wouldn't it? Yeah. I think he's in a... I think he's up in a bloody... Or maybe he's in a cinema? Is he in a cinema and a like a cinema and a DVD rental place? Or? It's, it's one of those classic all-American cinema come video store come bookstores, yeah, Michael. You know, I don't know exactly what's going on there. No, they're, they're on the corner of every small town American uh, hmm. city. In the 90s when Kevin Smith was still big. Yeah, so I, I think, look, Marshall is one of... And, um, <laughs> physically and... Uh, in terms of popularity <laughs> very good um, Marshall is one of the the most grating characters for me in this I I'm so taken aback at Marshall who is just put him straight up in the bin Ben, oh, ben. yeah it's just everything about this just hit me as derivative yeah. Like Marshall is a Jason Lee character from the from from Kevin Smith yeah he's he's Randall yeah, he's a Randall. He's a whatever that other guy was. But again, I think it's tapping. I think this is why it's getting so many good reviews. I can't understand it. But I think it's tapping into the nostalgia of basement dwellers. Like people who grew up with Kevin Smith. People who grew up with corner video stores. And it's a very American nostalgia. But for the cynical 90s as opposed to the Dungeons and Dragons 80s of Stranger Things or your brother's record collection in bloody Almost Famous or something like that. It's a very different mm. kind of nostalgia. Yeah, it's a nostalgia aimed at your generation, Dad. Yeah, but it's not my generation because I'm an Irish teenager. 
I, mm. I was an Irish child in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you were still watching a lot of Clerks. I watch, I, I do have the 10th anniversary special edition DVD buried away somewhere, but I don't See? watch it now, Michael. And if we do watch it now, we all go, oh. Uh, that wasn't great, was oh, it? Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. Um, even the superhero origin powers where he's with his mate and he's testing his new powers and learning what they do straight up out of the Shazam movie yeah that's all it is it's straight up out of it that's all it is um, it's, this is bizarre I, I I truly wanted it to be better Michael than it was because mm, um, you told me it was great and it's quite a hefter Mike I always have to tell you that just in case um, okay just in case it is great just in case it is and then I'll be like I told you um, I, I thought it was going to be much better because it's a bit of a hefter as well like it's not Go a on. slim six issues it's a six issues it's a dense six issues it's but I like the cover issues. It, I thought it was going to be a little bit more experimental and a little bit more interesting so did cover, I to be honest so yeah, did yeah. I it wasn't mm. um, no it wasn't terribly experimental or super interesting in my opinion yeah, and I think we're just going to have to live with that, Michael. Uh, come here to me. Let's do a quick little breakdown there on, on the, the, the big old influences that we see. Okay. Benjamin, yeah. I could have done without the memes. I don't remember the memes. I've blocked them out, well, I think. There, there are a couple of memes. There's like, again, it's a lot of the Kevin Smith stuff, like um, watch, go watch uh, What Lies Beneath and see Clark Gregg before he was Agent Colson. And, you know, it's yeah. all stuff that nerds will be like, hey, yeah, I know that. Yeah, again, uh, it's it's nostalgia coin. Hmm. But nostalgia for a weird period. A nostalgia for like um the beginning of the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, I don't know. It's a very weird comic, Michael. I really expected it to be a lot better than what we mm. got. Yeah. Um but mainly because of all the praise that's being heaped on it, Michael. I suppose my biggest what when it really when I when I knew it really lost me, was when the ostensible, the the up to that point main character, ostensibly main character, yeah, when he died, I, or did he? Uh, he didn't. He and had I was a like, cough, and he's now in yeah, ICU. Yeah, but I mean, I was like, whatever. I, yeah, yeah, Grant. I couldn't understand that. I thought it was the strangest decision anyone's ever made. <laughs> Very strange. I, so is Marshall the main character now? I don't know. Like, it doesn't seem like Nathan's coming back, does it? Uh, I, 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 I'm not sitting here itching for Nathan to come back either. But we got no satisfying close on the Nathan loop. Like, he didn't get his life back on track. He didn't figure out his death problem. He didn't become the superhero that he'd been building towards. He didn't really no. do Anton, other than get a he building just, dropped on him. Yeah, he, he got his character developed a little bit to motivate Marshall, I guess. But Marshall is so unappealing that that doesn't really do... And, you know, is it going to be a case where Marshall is too violent and then Nathan comes back and reclaims the Radiant Black? I don't know. Like it's. I don't know, Ben. It's funny because I, I got a severe whack of Vigilante from the Peacemaker series off Marshall at one point where he's kind of obsessed with Nathan, but Nathan could take or leave. Hmm. Marshall I, yeah, that, I know what that's like Ben That's uh, Well you would Because I'm constantly Trying to get you To leave me alone But uh, Like <laughs> It's It's one of <laughs> those around things It's one of those things Where I was like Marshall makes this Big commitment To a lad Who's turned up In the hometown Less than two weeks ago Do you know mm. what I mean oh, I was just like oh, I just It just didn't grab me Michael And I found that I found that 
I think it's supposed to be shocking. I think it's supposed to be avant-garde to be like, oh, we followed this character, but oh, I got you with the old switcheroo. It's not this character mm. anymore. But couldn't care less. No, I don't care. Like I'm not, I'm not desperately itching to know if Marshall or if Malcolm, if Nathan, whatever his name is, if he manages to get his writing career on track. And I also couldn't care less. I think it was supposed to be shocking when it was revealed that Radiant Red was was a woman. I think we're supposed to be like, what? what? A, a woman? woman? In this like, day and age? I was like, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, yeah. Not to mention the incredibly toxic relationship portrayed at the end of that, where yeah, Radiant he was Red is constantly staying because her deeply addicted gambling fiancé is just like, don't leave me. But what a handsome boy. (laughs) He's such a handsome boy, though. (laughs) What a handsome boy. Um, Ah, look, Michael, just derivative. You you hit the nail on the head at the start of the episode. Derivative. Did the art style change there, Ben, in that last issue? Yeah, so it jumps over to somebody else. Um, Oh, somebody else. One of the most popular comic book artists. Who is it? Somebody else. Somebody else. Ah, yeah. For us, anyway. That's that's all we ever talk about. Somebody else. Um, (laughs) Somebody else. But like, I don't know, Michael. It just, it didn't, it didn't tickle my pickle, I'll tell you that much. No, it didn't tickle my pickle or my wickle. Benjamin, influences. Um, Invincible, obviously. Invincible, without shadow of a doubt. Uh, A lot, a big heap and dose of Power Rangers. Massive, massive heap and dose of Power Rangers, Ben. Uh, But I, like, I, there's, to me... To me, Ben, just to me, yeah, to me personally, there's nothing appealing about an unemployed thirty-year-old man becoming a superhero. No, I, I don't, I don't get it. it it's. I'd far- much rather, I'd much rather teens on a, a teen on a journey on a voyage of discovery. I, I feel like there's a lot of pricks who are thirty-year-olds. It's very risky giving them superpowers. <laughs> Very yeah. risky. People are very, very set dangerous. in their ways once they hit the Very Michael. dangerous. Very, yeah, very dangerous. Very, very Imagine me with superpowers. Oh, I'd be unbearable. A lot of, a lot of mothers' basements would get blown up. <laughs> um, I enjoyed that, Michael. That's very, very good. Uh, but come here to us. Our opinion doesn't matter all that much other than it being the basis was, of this very podcast. Are there no, are there no more influences? Um, oh, well, I would say um, Ultraman... Uh, <laughs> Power Rangers Power Rangers yeah. Invincible uh, Anything by Kevin Smith Like I think I mean I, Yes and no Like the overall thing Isn't Kevin Smithy In the slightest It's just that no, one character Is very Kevin Smithy it, The vibes and dynamics Of like surviving Your small town America's a big influence on Yeah this. Just the concept of America Yeah And I, I just I don't know. There's a weird boys in blue moment that feels very bootlicky to me. I, I, I don't know. You love licking a boot, though, Ben, let's be honest. Benjamin. I do, provided it's on the right foot, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's on our other podcast, Ben. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. It didn't really tickle my wickle. Yeah, I won't be picking up volume two, Michael. Put it that way. I don't think I would. Um, Either. Yeah. I don't think I would, Michael. Um, but come here to me. Our opinion doesn't really matter all that much, Michael, other than being the 30 no. minutes that you've just wasted your life on. Uh, ladies oh. and gentlemen, what did you think of Radiant yeah, Black Volume think? 1? Uh, you can get in touch with us in a couple of different ways. You can find us on the interwebs at Collecting Issues uh, on hey. Instagram. You can find us on the interwebs <laughs> at www.seanrebeug.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. Benjamin, it's nice. You have to remember, every outro to a podcast is someone's first outro to a podcast. It is. So give Ben a bit of leeway. <laughs> He's new to this. Uh, but listen, 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 listen. Go on. 
the reason we started a Discord in the first place, Michael, was so people who were into collecting issues can get in touch with us. And you can still do that at the link down below. You can hop up on the Discord, Ben, and you can say, I tell you what, lads, I wasn't a big fan of that. It was quite derivative, in my opinion. Yeah, and we'll chime in and be like, yes, us too. And we'll all give each other a handshake, and that'll be it. Yeah, that'll be it, and it will be a very brief discussion. Benjamin, I don't know, though. I mean, for all of the fact that I didn't like it, it's not poorly crafted. Oh, it's grand, but it's just... It's grand. It's It's very competently crafted. Yeah. It's very well illustrated. Illustrated, indeed. It's beautifully illustrated in a quite derivative style. And, you know, people are doing punching and kicking. And, you know, as a first comic, if you were a 30-year-old unemployed Uber driver and you were picking up a first comic and going, I'd love something for me, yeah. Philip, to relate to, you know, it might it might float your wickle. I, I think it's going to be very, very big in the crushed by a building market. Um, <laughs> I think lots of people in their ICU beds are going to be like, oh, nice. Fine. Oh, I really relate to this. Some representation. <laughs> I really um, relate to being crushed by this building. And then they'll give a little fist pump and go, ow. Um, oh, my, my <laughs> yeah. spine. Oh, my spine. Uh, now, Michael, we were supposed to do, uh, in two weeks' time, uh, Batman Earth 1. But I tell you what, having spoken about Ultraman and Power Rangers so much, and it being a, yes. a kind of a, a poor copy of that, in two weeks' time, Michael, I'm going to switch it up, and we're going to do Ultra Mega. What the hell is that, then? Ultra Mega Volume 1 by James Harron and Dave Stewart and where this is kind of a poor homage to these things I think Ultra Mega is the ultimate in reinventing uh, Ultraman and Power Rangers and stuff in a bizarre kind of Lovecraftian meets Mignola meets uh, Guillermo del Toro verse and it's great oh you had me at uh, at uh, Mega Ben is that Dave Stewart from The Arrhythmics uh, no it's not Dave Stewart from The Arrhythmics it's Dave Stewart it's from award winning colorist fame Okay, I've I've seen his work. Yeah, so we're going to do that instead, Michael, because I think it's a good comparison to this one, a good foil for what we've just covered okay. on this podcast. Right. Very good. Well, let's do that in two weeks then. Yeah, let's do that. Right, we'll see you then, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. See you then, everybody. Bye. Sorry, this one wasn't very upbeat. We'll deal with something more upbeat next week. No, we won't. <laughs>